Hello, hier ist Michael Lüders von Black Rose Entertainment und you listen to the new bonus episode from Death to Albert Metal Podcast. Guten Abend, liebe Hörer. Willkommen zu Death to Albert Metal Podcast, recorded hier in Sydney, Australien. Ich bin zu Gast bei Gary und Tane und ich bin Michael Lüders und ich run die Agency Black Rose Entertainment. Welcome to another bonus episode of the Death Tour About Metal podcast. I am Gary Grimm. And I'm Tane. And tonight we're going to be talking to Michael Luders from Black Rose Entertainment. Yes, yeah, so uh, for you, for those of you who haven't uh, listened to our bonus episodes before, basically we want to talk to people in the metal scene. Uh, so bands, promoters, journalists, whatever, whoever we can get our grubby little mitts on and so yeah tonight we've got mr michael luders hi michael how you doing yeah thanks for having me and yeah i'm doing well thanks it's great to finally have you on the show man and uh for for those of you who've um followed death torbert metal for a while uh we've worked with michael in the past and this is something we've been wanting to do for a very long time yeah we've been involved in a couple of uh metal united down under shows we'll get into all that we'll get into the very interesting story uh, behind Michael Luders here. So Michael, I don't know if people listening to the podcast can hear this, but I detect a little bit of an accent. <laughs> yes, I come originally from Germany. How, how old were you when you moved to Australia? Uh, I was 31. 31? So you spent a good lot of time in, in Germany then. Yeah, correct. I mean, I was three years before in Ireland. All right. Ah, and there before I Australia. My, yeah, I come from Ireland to Australia. Ah, All right. Okay. Cool. Miss. Cool. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, you've you've been a metalhead for a very long time. Knowing you personally, you, this is something you take pride in. But we don't know much about the origin story uh, of Michael Luders. Can you give us a bit of background? Like, how are you involved in the metal scene in Germany? Like, how did you get into it? Like, uh, well, well let let's go even earlier than that. Oh, oh, proper origins. What, what got you into metal in the first place? Any bands or albums or anything like that that kind of caught your ear? Um, it started actually, I have two older sisters and I had an older brother. Mm. And yeah, my two sisters been finally always together with metalheads. And yeah, when I was very young, they don't know what to give me to Christmas. And I was getting like, I can't remember, was it to Christmas or my birthday, I got like an ACDC vinyl and Later I got a Man of War and yeah, always when I was by my sister, my brother-in-law yeah. was playing the vinyls and I saw his posters on the wall with Eddie from Iron Maiden and like Wick, uh, Vixen, if you remember them, Vixen? the girl? Yeah. Vixen, yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And Lita Ford and I was like, <laughs> wow, looking up and you know, like a little boy, all these pictures or Slayer, South and Heaven poster and yeah, I was fascinated and he was like, little bit of a role model because I didn't have so much to do with my father mm. and 
yeah, and then I listened to the music and I was always happy to get over to their places and just yeah, spend time with them and from this I developed the love to the music then. Wow, so Man of War, ACDC, Leader Ford. It sounds like uh, like really awesome classic stuff. And, and, and keeping was, it in the you're family. talking from the mid-80s, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. That is awesome, dude. So, so when, you were, when you were very young, you started listening to this stuff. I got my first battle jacket. I can't remember which class I had it already. I was sitting at school. <laughs> with a my, battle jacket on. Yeah, battle jacket. Ah, that is Way awesome. too big for my brother-in-law <laughs> with this Who Made Who. Yeah, who, who Made Who was my first big backpatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so, so going from a youth listening to metal and your battle jacket and all that, were, were you involved uh, in promoting in Germany while you were over there? No, I was always just a fan. Just a fan over for there. For me, it was like, yeah, I come from a really tiny village and... Yeah, like even money, when people think, oh, in Germany is everything so close. But for example, if you really, yeah, not coming from a really rich family or something, for me it was like going to Wacken the first time, really expensive mm. trip. Mm. This was like my yearly holiday. Oh, wow. And I not even really was able to afford it because I was living on my own already. I had a car, but I have to pay off. I had to buy, you know, fridge, TV, everything. And yeah. no financial support from nobody. And yeah, I was just listen to metal and friends coming over. We exchanged albums and, you know, done in the beginning even copies of the tape and stuff. <laughs> yeah, very, very similar uh, experiences, I think, for a lot of listeners. So tape trading in the 80s was a big thing? No, even do your tape, like recording or mixing over. Oh, right, making your own uh, Oh, like dubbing your own ones. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we all did that when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first tapes, I called them Kult. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then it was Kult 1, 2, 3, 4. And then, you know, CD come and everything changed. Changed, and yeah. yeah. You've so, been silly giving your vinyl collection away and... Oh, painful. So, hearing about your growing up in Germany and whatnot, but then we didn't realize actually that you were in uh, Ireland for so long. Was that, did you sort of carry that on while you were in Ireland? Did you become involved then or were you, were you working there or did you have ideas about coming to Australia at that point? No, actually I not even wanted to go to Ireland. My ex-landlord and he's a metalhead and his wife, but his wife was uh, from Ireland. Ah, okay. And they moved with their company to Ireland mm -hmm. and they asked me all the time, oh, Michael, we need a good worker. Can you come over? And I was like, nah, I want to stay home. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you're like um, comfort zone, mm. I had like my place in my couch was really worn out. My best mate was always sitting next to me. I had this, um, you know, the thing where you put notes on. Yeah, like there. a corkboard or a whiteboard or yeah. you know, uh, like a the notes from the musicians. Like oh, the orchestra, the stand, stand yeah. Yeah, the old yeah. one. Mm -hmm. I bought me one of the flea market, yeah. a really like fancy old looking one. Yeah. And I put it in a direct height for me that I always had my Metal Hammer, Rock Hard, Legacy, whatever I was reading yeah. this day on it and I don't have to hold it. Then I <laughs> my cigarette because I was smoking at my apartment. I was cigarette, beer in my hand and reading the magazine, just change a page and then I don't have to hold the magazine. I was really lazy. And, yeah, I was like, this is my life and... Yeah. Everything was like set up perfectly for my come home from work and enjoying my 
like lazy life. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So what what sparked the move from Ireland to Australia? Um, yeah, in Ireland changed really a lot. I was working six days a week, and right. I was from Monday to Friday, most of the time twelve to sometimes even fourteen, sixteen hours a day. Right. Because the other guys was traveling from Germany to Ireland, and I was permanent living there because had a girlfriend there, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it was too much. And then actually, the funny story was I had to work on St. Patrick's Day, where I was the only person allowed to work on a specially made power sucker for this building. There was like seven and a half by two and a half meter glass panels, 800 kilo a piece. And I had to work on Paddy's Day and I say, no, I want to go out with my friends, but they somehow forced me and I say, yeah, whatever, I do it. And then, yeah, I got really drunk this night and next morning I actually sipped on my coffee and say fuck for what are you doing this and I put my coffee down went to the travel agency and say yeah I want to go somewhere and yeah the lady talked to me and asked my age and I was saying I'm I think I was 30 at this point and she said oh yeah until 31 you can still do this working holiday visa you want to go to Australia I say yeah I was thinking about it and some mates were saying something and I said yeah do it and I paid straight away booked it and yeah, I went next day to work, quit my job, huh. quit my apartment, was giving really my TV, everything to my neighbors, wow. and come to Australia. Holy shit, that's massive. On the advice of a travel agent, <coughs> he and, uh, and a couple of friends, here you are. Yeah, what I heard before, and yeah. So, I mean, I was a few weeks then back in Germany to say hello to my family and friends and stuff, mm-hmm. and a few weeks of just partying, drinking, and sure. living on couch to couch. And yeah, couch surfing. And now here you are. Yeah, and I actually didn't want to stay forever here. I actually wanted to go back to Ireland mm. because just a few days before I left, I met a new girl and yeah, I wanted to go back, of course. Oh, yeah. That always happens when you're about to leave somewhere, you meet someone. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wild uh, leaving party and anyway, hope wow. my wife is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I love you, no. <laughs> so speaking of Anya though as well, so obviously, you know, you're... A lot of people know you as the face of Metal Roos, but you you and Anya started Metal Roos together. Correct. Uh, uh, without my wife, to be honest, I won't start nothing of this. <laughs> because, you know, i a normal man, love my parties, love to go to concerts, and had my dreams. My wife always listened to my dreams and say, yeah, come on and do something. And yeah, she really, yeah, not forced me, but she really gives me the hold and put me in the right direction and yeah awesome. so so it was a dream of yours to be involved in the metal scene somehow i think you have the same when you're younger you listen to the new i don't know metallica album you say oh one day you're backstage and you're having a beer with the guys and or you want to be on tour with them you just have your dreams like uh yeah when you're younger i don't do that <laughs> yeah i no, still do getting, that yeah <laughs> oh, no nah, it's getting a bit more realistically for me in my life now with kids and stuff i still have my dreams but they are not more too crazy sure but i mean so you and anya started it uh you started metal roos in 2013 correct so how long had you been in australia what made you decide to start Uh, anya was a driving force behind it but what made you start uh the thing actually was metal roos was not even planned as what it is now Mm -hmm. i actually just wanted uh, create a fan club. I still have like 50 back patches oh, wow. back in my wardrobe. By 2013, 
Yeah, I didn't know really metalheads. I was always living in, of course, hostels and stuff, and mm. you rarely meet any like really metalheads in the hostels. What I sure. think is strange. Mm. I don't know why, but I didn't. And I think, yeah, come on, I built this fan club. We meet once a month with the proper backpatch. You realize each other and. Of course, there I had my dream and say, oh, we do this in every city. And if you fly from Sydney to Adelaide for a concert and somebody sees a Metal Roots backpatch, yeah, we are brothers straight away. You can go to somebody, talk to someone, and you have already a connection because you have to think, I come without anybody here. Mm. I didn't know really nobody. Mm. And yeah, Metal Roots was actually just planned to be a fan club. Wow. Nothing else. So what changed it from be- being just a fan club into like a, a news website where it's kind of... Let's say failing into a fan club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I talk to people and... So failing upwards though, like... Uh, <laughs> failing upwards. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I think nobody wanted to meet with me. <laughs> so you just no, had to force no, I, it more. Yeah. yeah, I went to concerts and after I found the first, before I was like... Oh God, Sydney, have, there's no local scene. And then somehow I went to a concert and then somebody says, oh, go to the ancient court or Tempe back. Oh, sorry, back in the day was Tempe. Oh, yeah, the old the valve. valve. Yeah. Mm. And then I went there. I love pool and I played pool, talked to people. And then I told them my idea and yeah, yeah, sounds good. And yeah, from sounding good was all this was left. And somehow never ended up to take off as a fan club. And yeah, of course, and I had somehow ideas to how can I get some input on the website to make this fan club attractive? And then I started with a band profiles and that was really quick, like Temptress, even King Parrot and Fenrir Head in a Jar was one of the first bands who been straight away. Wow. Like, really? Yeah, oh. we on, yeah. Got some heavy hitters straight out of the gate. That's good. Yeah, but I think those are bands who are really working hard and not right. putting down any opportunity just because nobody knows you. Mm. But... You never know what's coming and this is what I do myself still. I, for example, do advertising on a page with 10 likes. Why not? There's 10 people Yeah, I reach. Exactly. Why exactly. I have to go just for 300,000 likes? No. That's exactly the same amount of listeners that we have. So <laughs> I hope the so, 10. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I yeah. mean, oh, no, 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 sorry. 10, yeah. yeah. The 10,000. <laughs> no, I wish. Oh, you uh, go to the roof tomorrow, mate. <laughs> uh, now that we've got Michael Luders, that's why we had you here, man. I'd, uh, I'm sorry. 86 million Germans listen tomorrow. <laughs> Merkel will headbang. Yeah. Merkel will headbang. <laughs> Is definitely the name of this episode. So, uh, I mean, obviously you, you have found friends and you've found a lot of like-minded people, you know, people who work very hard for what they want. And it it seems like uh, looking at Metal Roos now, what started as you and Anya, you now have contributors and people who help on the website from all over Australia. Like you have... Um, as uh, Steve Monaghan in Western Australia, who does Song of the Day and yes, the, the social media. Uh, and then also you've got um, Dren Barnum as well in South Australia, who yeah, also Adelaide, contributes. Yes. Yeah, so it, it's it's spread, like, so far. Did this, I mean, obviously you've met these people somehow, maybe through a shared love of music, but was this the start of Metal United Down Under, being able to find people, like, across the country? Actually, this guy started already before Metal United Down Under. It was really from the beginning. Adrian have even to mention have a Metal Rules tattoo already on wow, his arm. Wow, <laughs> that's dedication. Awesome. Yeah. Well done, Adrian. That's amazing. But I think something that that appeals to people about Metal Rules and Metal United Down Under is that you have a strong sense of of brotherhood, of family, uh, with other metalheads. Um, 
And I mean, we're, we, we're now seeing that at the gigs in Metal United Down Under as well, uh, across the country. So could you tell us a little bit more about how those gigs started? Yeah, somehow I wanted, then when my fan club failed, I wanted to yeah, put a show on. I was at one point and um, yeah, I wanted to do something. I was even, first in the beginning, I was thinking of doing um, like a watch show. Mm-hmm. And then uh-huh. I heard this was already and then... I was uh, meeting with Rob, who done at this time um, Desmas production. I think it was Desmas production. He's now in Somnius Nox. Oh, I'm not Rob, sure if I prom- Rob, yeah. Rob, Rob Galea, yeah. 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 And yeah, he helped me a lot, and we talked, and somehow, can't really tell how, I was coming up with the idea then to have a show in every night under one banner, United, to really give a united feeling even if you are not really in the same place and we can't afford a live stream and this but still the spirit is there i mean you have to imagine you i'm not a musician but i know when i stay in sydney and at the same time there are bands on in brisbane and they all believe in the same project and yeah that's for me it's amazing and I'm sensing the theme of solidarity there. <laughs> Starting off as the fan club where you wanted people to go wherever they go in Australia, they recognize each other from the back patches. And then Metal United uh, is kind of like uh, everyone there for the same reason on the same day. And this whole uh, feeling of community. And yeah, brotherhood, we unite. In Metal, we believe in the same. And I think we should be more sticking together and not like what I see but I can tell you now with my new project where we will talk soon about oh yeah (laughs) yeah is you have those problems all over the world we are already in a really small niche genre totally and yeah some of the people make it even smaller what I think is yeah it's totally wrong we have to stick together I mean who cares if somebody has just listened to trash metal and the other one to death metal I mean that it's all metal. Mm. It I all mean, when I grown up, for title. me, if people now, um, how you say, lynch me or whatever calls us in <laughs> English, for me it was like... Like I even said, no one's listening, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, you ten people will listen. <laughs> I even was saying Guns N' Roses is metal back in the day. Sure. Yeah. And I had my Guns N' Roses CD next to my Slayer CD. Who cares? And I loved it. I had a hoodie from Slayer over my Guns N' Roses t-shirt. And who cares? Well, that's the perfect attitude, really. Yeah. So that kind of informed not only Metal Ruse, but also Metal United Down Under. Exactly. So once that got started, who who were some of the bands, the first bands to play Metal United? Oh, good, good question. I think in the first year we had already 91 bands playing. Wow. In the first year, that's amazing. I think I have to do more homework and research. <laughs> that's a, it sounds convincing. Do, yeah. do, do any names uh, stand out? Stand out? They've been all good bands. Uh, <laughs> now you're putting me in a corner. When I, when I like say it. stand out, I mean like stand out in your memory uh, as in... Like uh, for me it's always year. easier to say, of course, Sydney bands because I sure, booked the Sydney. Were there, yeah. yeah, plus I booked the band in right. Sydney myself mm. where I have in every other city a nice promoter who's doing this job. Mm. Sure, and who who were some of the Sydney bands that played at the first uh, Metal United? Uh, Flaming Wreckage, yeah, before Siada, nice. 
To huh. name a few. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting 40 soon. Sorry, guys. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's all good, man. I'm happy if I find a home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many cities did you start with, with Metal United? And uh, you now did Down Under. And how many cities are involved now? Oh, the number didn't change that much. We had, I think, 12 cities in the first one. Yeah. And I think now the top year was with 16 cities. Wow. And yeah. 141 bands. Wow, that's insane. Wow. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, aim big is, is the key to this story, I think. You <laughs> totally. know, like, you, you started big and it's, it's obviously paid off. And speaking of big things happening, we did mention that you have a new project coming up as well. Do you want to talk a little bit more about Metal United Worldwide? Yeah, of course, sure. Metal United Worldwide will be on the 5th of May. I mean, this was also very hard to find a date what's like fit everywhere in the world. And Can you give us a bit more of the idea behind Metal United Worldwide? It's basically Metal United Down Under, but all over the world rather than just Australia. Yeah, but I have to say, to be honest, I have the idea straight away when I come up with Metal United Down Under. Right. Mm. But for me, it was like, even I, like crazy project, was worldwide in the first year without anything else a bit too ambitious. Mm. And I was saying I do a test run in Australia. <laughs> so I didn't want to be sound rude, but I was thinking, let's try first here where I know people and stuff. And I was then surprised how difficult it even is sure. mm. to build actually a platform for something bigger, but still people want to be on their own. Mm, uh, it sounds like it was a good stepping stone to start with before you moved to the worldwide thing. Yeah, it was giving me now another four years, roughly four years or something, yeah. to yeah build up my network worldwide and meet over Facebook, email, so many other people to try this one. It's, it's funny because with Death Talk About Metal, it started with really lofty, big ideas. And uh, some of the people involved uh, around the beginning kind of kept me grounded and told me to maybe aim a little bit lower and start with smaller projects before moving on to the bigger things. And I'm so glad I got that advice. So <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you, you, you know you made the smart move of starting here and doing it locally and then expanding and expanding. Yeah, oh. I got the advice from a lot of people yeah, that's not a, to do it. And yeah, I got even laughed at and people say this will be never happening and stuff. And that kind of urged you to make it happen, would you say? Oh, let's say yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this maybe it's not always the best motivation, but if people want your failure, sometimes a bit like, oh, no, I get it done. Yeah. Uh, that definitely kept us going in some of the... Oh, yeah, yeah it's pushed you a bit further. I mean, with um, Metal United Down Under, actually, I was so confident over the years I know so many people all over the world now and everyone wants to play and believed in something but then actually when I started yeah straight away the first one I asked was for me a guy I don't want to say any names but he was for me like 100% in but he was a straight the first one who says no I'm not doing it and I was like oh wow my full believing was straight away like oh holy moly what's going on and yeah from my aim, like, get over 30 countries or something really bang quick. I was struggling after, I don't know how many weeks, 
I was on 11 countries. And then I wrote to my mate from um, Dragon's Production in Germany and say, oh, mate, I'm just having 11 countries. And he was like, oh, that's awesome, mate. Yeah. Mm. And I'm, what? <laughs> I was really <laughs> disappointed and was like, yeah, for me, I failed. And I was like, no, I have close to give up. And then he was luckily saying, keep going and my wife anyway was like you're not giving up <laughs> keep going 11 is a good achievement I thank okay. you Anya. go go Anya yeah. Okay. yeah thank you for keeping him on track <laughs> yeah thanks boss <laughs> <laughs> so how many countries are you at now with metal united worldwide are we getting close to the 50 wow fucking hell man. but we're having a now in this uh, time now we're having a drops out regular like dropping out coming back like today i got two new shows coming mm -hmm. but also got like i'm not sure i mentioned earlier to you but before the podcast like new york cancelled for family reason and i think egypt is not getting a venue and right. and so on and so on and so it's keeping steady around the 50 mark yeah i think like it that. will be let's say i guess on the 5th of may hopefully we have 40 shows running and roughly 55 shows i mean sorry 40 countries and 55 shows but because china i think have already eight shows confirmed and possible two more to come so about 40 plus countries how many bands does that entail uh, up today we have 334 bands announced and still growing there's a few lineups still to announce Far out. 334 bands for Metal United Worldwide. And it's for the growing. first year. But yeah, that's it's that's it. Fuck. It's um it, it it's just amazing to think about the scope when 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 local promoters it can be hard enough to put one show on. You yeah. know? Uh, <laughs> to, to to have fifty countries is is well, insane. Close to, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you make the transition from making Metal United down under and actually making it happen like who, how did you contact people were they people you'd met through metal united down under no actually over metal rules over the web scenes and ah, right because mm. a lot of bands promoting and that always keeps the context because there are a lot of bands you can see they're so hard working and sending like to all web scenes a new album or the new music video without big pr companies like from really smaller countries or poor countries and stuff and yeah I kept the contact and I had a lot of people on Facebook and then yeah I was waiting for the day to start and actually when I've been last year with uh, Anya to Wacken oh, not last year sorry no last year when I was at Wacken I was annoying the founders of Wacken so much that they finally agreed to meet me and wow. <laughs> yeah I was sending a lot of emails and even when he ordered me at Yes, it was, I think, 4 p.m. And I was looking at the timetable and I say, what's he doing? He ordered me at 4 p.m. And there was a main Wacken press conference. And I'm like, what he wants to do? And then I was standing there and I was like, oh, maybe he calls me now in front and wants to talk to me. But no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. And yeah, then I saw the conference is over. He grabbed his stuff and disappeared. And I was like, hey, what's going on? He wanted a meeting at 4. Now it's already close to 5 or whatever it was. I quick on my phone, send him an email and say, hey, you still want to meet me? I'm outside. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm coming. Really, you can see, like, in the written mail, 
that he was annoyed, like, yeah, I'm coming. And then he was coming out and I was waving and, yeah, he checked my hands and pulled me straight away in a backstage area. Oh, and wow. We chatted and then, yeah, next minute was Alice Cooper parking next to me and wow. comes out and I wanted actually to go to Alice Cooper and say, yay, hello, <laughs> can I get a picture? But, of course, you are having a meeting with a fucking founder. You have to be professional. Okay. Professional, be cool. yeah, but... Yeah. I was like, oh God, what I'm doing? And <laughs> yeah, I stick to the founder. <laughs> and he, yeah, so it was a great idea. I was giving him the Metal United Down Under compilation CD. Yeah, wow. He was like, oh, great. He looked at it and chucked it in his boot mm-hmm. of this like little roller. <laughs> right. But yeah, uh, and then after with his support, I was like, yeah, let's do it. That's a, that's a lot of weight to swing around, uh, and it'll. Uh, it, I imagine it must have definitely attracted a lot of other people as well. That persistence uh, that got you there—that's uh, commendable, man. That's that's really cool. Yeah, but this is how I get to shows. I think Canada was one of the first countries I got on board because I was looking at the world map. I just see one in your nice office here, ah, and yes. somehow I was like, you know, typical work from the left to the right. I was like, okay, Canada on top. I start with Canada. And I was like, oh, nearly to 70 people I was writing. Wow. And didn't get any show. Mm. Nothing. I just got rejected and no, I don't want this project. For what? Oh, no, this is silly. And I was like, Ooh, wow. But yeah, I'm not giving up. I was believing in it and still believe. And yeah, and I found people who think the same. Uh, it's funny I would have thought that Canada were too polite to say no to you no we have three (laughs) no surprisingly I got rejected a lot of times and really sometimes really badly Mm. but not just from Canadians but yeah I was surprised but then somehow it got started just a couple of people got on board and then it snowballed from there yeah exactly and the people who then believed in it like Mongolia was I think the second or even got Mongolia before Canada well somehow I jumped then the world map and said okay on this end I have no luck move over and somehow there was this death metal fest in Mongolia Yeah. and I found this one promoter Ugi and he is awesome he was straight away wow what a brilliant idea how many countries are on board I say yeah Australia and yeah, I'm not sure if Canada was. I think I was saying, yeah, Australia. I'm in. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, amazing. People like this really get you going. And then, yeah, from there I jumped to a guy in uh, Peru. He done Lima Death Fest. Yeah. And he was like, wow, what a brilliant idea. And he was giving me so much context. I think in a few days then we had a lot of countries. From the 11 was in South America. Yeah. And then it stopped and then somehow it gets started, you know, there, there, there. For a while I even had like a Angola and Uganda on board. Bloody hell. Far there out. was a black metal band from Uganda and he was so keen, but then he wrote me back and said, ah, sorry, we can't make can't it. And it. sometimes it's a um, yeah, misunderstanding because, of course, I'm not native English speaking as well. Mm. They are not native English speaking. <laughs> and then... Some of it gets a bit lost in translation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? For example, one wrote me back from now from Gaboon and say, yeah, yeah, we are still keen to be doing the show, but in September. <laughs> I say, <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> not the idea behind. And I explained it again because I guess I done somehow a mistake in explaining. And then he was like, ah, oh, yeah, no, nah, this makes sense. No, nah, sorry, then we can't. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. So you, you, you finally got the ball rolling. People started jumping on board. But besides those initial rejections where you were f- first trying, asking around and people were saying no, besides those, have there been any other major hurdles that you've had to overcome to get this going? Yeah, for example, getting the media attention. Yeah. I mm. was actually, I don't know, maybe a bit too self-confident. Because if you do something with passion and love, you think, come on, this, everybody have to love this idea. <laughs> come on. I we know have exactly this, yeah. what you mean. <laughs> and I mean, still, I still do. And I, for example, if somebody from your 10 people is in Blubbermouse, Metal Hammer, or terrorizer if terrorizer comes back whoever i think oh, those no. are the only people that listen uh, is metal hammer terrorizer blood of mouth yeah. okay then decibel let loud one may can you do it chair of my event please <laughs> <laughs> come on you're helping a lot anyway um, <laughs> yeah i was hoping that this media and even now i'm disappointed to be honest with wacken who really got me going promised me now media support and wanted to share this event over their newsletter what will reach ridiculous amount of people mm. and I'm still waiting for this press release always when I write and say yeah on your last newsletter I didn't saw it yeah yeah we're working on it I say uh, why I mean it's still cool to get an e- email from <laughs> the Wacken guys but yeah won't yeah, be nice if they do something at, at least they're not totally just fobbing you off but they're right? not listening no? <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, uh, not yet. No, we're, no, we're working no. on it. We're working on. It. <laughs> so, besides the the press kind of being a bit quiet on the promotion front, you've got a lot of countries on board. Have there been any problems with uh, any particular countries getting the shows up and running? Not a problem. It's just, um, for example, where I was hoping that the media will really pick up is like Syria. Syria was already like, I don't know, two or three months saying, wow, we believe in this project, this is amazing, and this gives us an opportunity, opportunity to show what bands we have and that we have metalheads and everything as well, but we can't book the show yet because we don't know if our venue still exists on the time of the 5th of May. And for me it was like, wow, when I was reading this, it's like in the first moment you're not really realize what this means i mean i'm really getting angry that the venue says no nah, i'm not available or already booked out for a show or sure. didn't want me because they don't know me in melbourne or somewhere sure. mm. no and we're talking actually that yeah somebody is throwing a grenade in the venue and it's gone and i mean it's literally people. just yeah. not there because it's it's been yeah. blown up or exactly wow for really heavily reason it it's like wow hard to yeah, imagine and think about and yeah when we announced this we wrote this of course to Wacken as well and yeah there was no response either and then somehow this band Black Phantom from Iraq was hearing from Metal United uh, worldwide and they've been like yeah we want to be part and they are not allowed to play in Iraq and I was like huh but you do rehearsals and you can do like a live stream from a rehearsal room or something but he was straight away onto a bigger mission and started straight away a crowdfunding or Kickstarter campaign or whatever this is called in this place. And yeah, he wants actually to tour Syria just to be part of Metal United Worldwide. I mean, he's going the risk of being shot on the tour just to be part in this project. And this is like hard to believe and still 
wow, you don't know if you take it with a smile or you say, come on, mate, don't do this. I mean, you risk your life. I mean, I want to live. I have family and friends. And for me, it's like, yeah, hard to believe. Really hard to believe. Kind of really puts things into perspective. Yeah, exactly. That's the lengths that people are going to to play metal in parts of the world where it's frowned upon. Yeah. Where it's literally illegal in in the case of Iraq. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes the the biggest problem around here is uh, uh, a band dropped out because they have another gig on or something like that. I don't want to play the valve again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're winching about the venues too dirty, too small, the sound system is too bad, or what this is, a support bands. No, I need this big band to play with. And you think, really? Listen to these guys and really understand what they are doing, or like Papua New Guinea, the promoters really knew there, and she is actually a lady, and she sees, wow, she can like put Papua New Guinea's metal scene on a world map and say hey we're having bands as well we don't have the equipment the internet they wanted to actually do a youtube video but youtube is and internet rate is so expensive there that she can't do it all the time and she will miss out on live stream and stuff like this because yeah too expensive and yeah we winching of our support band or we're not happy with which band we're playing or whatever Wow. So, wow, that's uh, amazing. So, you've got the Metal United Worldwide shows coming up. When's that? 5th of May. 5th of May. And that's the 5th of May everywhere. <laughs> exactly, same day. And actually, I was dreaming from doing live stream, or we're still working backset, but this is one thing what is a big hurdle because, yeah, it's mainly me. My wife just started with her PhD and how you know we're having a kid and expecting now it's out a second one yeah and oh, congrats. Yeah. congratulations Plus, i still run black rose entertainment and metal rose as well this means i limited time we, we haven't talked about black rose entertainment very much we can in a minute if you have i'm sure yeah <laughs> so uh tell us a bit about uh black rose yeah black rose is a new booking promotion and management agency i opened uh, how many bands have you got on, on board so uh, far? It should be 14 now. Yeah. Uh, can, can we get a, a couple of them? At least? Yeah, my bands on the roster is for management. I have Temptress, Hidden Intent, and Venom and Demon Head. And then my booking roster is like Amortius, Dark Order, Enter Six, Encrypt, Chaos Fear, Murgatroyd, Medics of Pain, Roadkill, Snakebite Whiskey, and Trigger. Wow. So... Just a couple of bands. <laughs> <laughs> and Katana Cartel, sorry. And Katana Cartel. Wow. Uh, and uh, Chaos Fear have a tour that's the happening? The Chokehold Australian tour starts tomorrow. Tom- tomorrow at time of recording. So it's probably already started by the time people are hearing this. Exactly. Uh, then they can catch them on the 19th of April at the Crowbar in Brisbane. Ah, 19th great. of a- April in Brisbane. And we'll have links up uh, on our Facebook as well. But um, Black Ruse is, uh, as you said, so so promotion, but also management. And is this the first time you've started managing bands? Yeah, with everything, it's the first time. <laughs> I have to say quick to it if you want a tiny bit of my backstory regarding this. Oh, sure. we love it. Please. Yeah. Like, how I say I have this web scene and everything and you yeah, done my thing, done Metal United Down Under and... Yeah, three months after my daughter was born, 
I was like 22 years a construction worker and two days in front of my holiday I've been lazy and didn't wear a harness and oh, yeah, that's right. the big safety officer saw me and done a picture and had a fight with the crane guys before and he was really angry and ordered me in his office and he banned me for lifetime Australian wide. Australia wide. Australia wide. Working on sites for construction. Yeah, for this one particular, I don't give them now a plug company. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's probably best not to name names. <laughs> yeah, no, just in case he's listened to it. Of course. <laughs> mm. Along are, with Metal Hammer and, yeah. uh, t- and Terrorizer. Fuck you, ones. anonymous safety officer. <laughs> 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 yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, and I was pretty down, but again, thanks, Anya. She somehow saw this. Um, at that they're having music business course on TAFE. And yeah, I done like music business certificate three. And then I done this, was good fun. And luckily to the great teacher I had, I done then music diploma afterwards. Mm. And I passed and yeah, I even made it to the most outstanding student. It wow. was for me like in my bloody age, not my native language. And I mean, a totally different business. You have to think I put glass in for 22 years. Not all I was bricklayer as well. But anyway, I was a bit proud then, of course, of myself. I think I can. So, so <laughs> yeah, you, you be. can be proud, definitely. And, yeah, and then I done my business plan and worked out my agency. And I was a bit discussing about this with my teacher, Neil. He was awesome. I still like him a lot. And yeah, it was really interesting what we were talking. And he didn't think that my ideas are working so well. And yeah, I'm always love when people say, this is not working. <laughs> and yeah, then I, after I finished, I started my agency. So he, he was probably a bit more constructive than other people though, right? Yeah, but in a good way. I yeah. really liked it and I'm still in contact with him. And Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds like for, for your dreams being so huge, you have had a lot of things to overcome and you're still making it happen. Are there any words of advice that you could give new promoters or managers or people who are getting into the side of the industry? Yeah, people just involved in metal or just music in general who... I think that's the advice you can take to everything. Just do it, work hard and believe in yourself. And yeah, you definitely have to do. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, the thing is, you have to see that I really in this time now give up a lot. Mm. I mean, I go rarely to the pub anymore. I'm stopped smoking, but because of the prices here, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's a kind of good giving up, though. Yeah, yeah. No, those are the kind honest, of things that you, you can no, give up. I was. I know it's maybe not good, but uh, but this keeps you alive for longer to put on more shows. Lucky strike! I love you. <laughs> <laughs> sponsor me, please. <laughs> Give uh, me a sponsorship. Actually, they um, Lucky Strike do listen, so yeah, I know uh, that's. So yeah. Michael will start smoking again if you give him a sponsorship. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. It's on the Death Talk Metal podcast. <laughs> All right. So I get even a tattoo if you do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to put links on the website. Uh, people, for Lucky Strike? Uh, for Lucky Strike, but also Metal United uh, Worldwide uh, on the 5th of May. Uh, we'll put up links uh, so you can find... Uh, where that's happening near you and with uh, 40 plus countries all over the world is probably going to be somewhere 
in your vicinity so that you can get to and check out the, these amazing shows mm. uh you've also got uh metal united down under coming up in a little while 20 sec- uh, 22nd of september 22nd of september and again we'll put up links so people can find the metal united down under happening near you in australia uh if people want to get in touch with you for black ruse if they're in a put up a link we'll put put up the link we'll put up a link (laughs) but you 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 want people to get in touch uh, and send you some music what what should they send you to 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 get your attention yeah the links and music and again what i follow with metal united worldwide and down under i'm not saying i'm just doing this kind of music or genre of course metal i mean if now somebody comes on uh, and have a rap band i mean i didn't know any magazines i can't really help him mm, sure but metal related i'm open to all genres sure so just send you off an email and with some links to their music a few nudes a couple of exactly. nudes always help yeah yeah, no, I'm actually, this is one thing where I'm working on is, to be honest with my agency, to be affordable, sure. to really, yeah, let, um, get a chance for artists to give something back that they can afford it, like with a promotion and everything, because I'm new anyway, I can't go nuts with a price, I try to make it like that I can somehow one day afford a full-time living from it. Mm. I'm still working on it, but that's my dream. But I need more bands, for example, in my roster to sit really like 10 hours at home and do it full time. But I don't want to charge like a ridiculous amount of fee. What I heard like one agency, for example, was charging a band $500 a month. Bloody hell. A month. A month, wow. yeah. And they're like, wow. Yeah, of course, the agency have a name and get some shows or tours, but sure. I don't know. I think. We all have to work pretty hard and tough for it. And yeah, and that's my, people who know me will see that I always try to be fair and yeah, fair. Fair. Mm. So cheap and you get exposure, you help. Cheap, but still hardworking. I mean, and, some and people really hardworking, yeah. think because it's as cheap as it's bad. What mm. I think is, yeah. Well, the judge re- to uh, results speak for themselves. I think definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Team, anyone. Who, I, th- I think we should sign up with Black Ruse for the podcast. I think get, this is get yeah. Some we'll just talk over here for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, Michael. We'll just be a second. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hit him up and see if yeah, we I can just oh. sign talent people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talented people. Yeah. Sorry. Damn. Uh, that's where we fall short. We're not yeah. talented. Uh, <laughs> that's. Uh, we'll work on that. No. We'll, we'll just hire some totally new people to work on the podcast. So anyway, head to our Facebook page head to our soundcloud or wherever you consume us but uh probably on our facebook page we'll have all the links so you can find michael or just google just go to google why why are we doing all the work for you get on google look up metal ruse look up metal united down under look up metal united worldwide look up black ruse look up michael luders plus nudes see what you find (laughs) you'll be pleasantly surprised uh it's and like yeah. a small horse. And uh, just wanted to say... <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say thanks for your time, Michael. It's been yeah. really interesting talking to you on this level. And, yeah, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Michael. No, really, thanks for having me. Anything else that you want to say before you go? 
Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. <lacht> Beautiful. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Death to All But Metal podcast. I've been Gary Grimm. And I've been Tane. And we will catch you next time. See ya. Yes, yeah, yes, Wow. 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 Wow.